This episode of RockCast is brought to you by Rock sponsor, Protect My Ministry, providers of integrated background checks. Connect with Protect My Ministry today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to Rockcast, the podcast with Spark Development Network, where we talk to you a little bit about what we're up to and what Rock is up to. So we always have some fun, exciting updates, and we like the opportunity to help help take you behind the scenes so you can uh, just feel like you're a little bit closer to what's going on and um, be in the know. So today we have a great lineup of topics. Um, I'm Emily Foreman. We have John Edmiston and Nick Erdo here, and we are going to tell you what's up with Rock. Nick, why don't you kick us off? Sure thing. Um, Well, I can say that we are either just ending 10.2 beta or um, it's still in beta. And maybe we're still doing some testing. But all all is going well so far. And 10.2 will be coming out of beta, should be by the time you hear this. Which also means anyone who's been waiting for version 10, because that's been in early access, can now realize or get excited because now that comes into general access. So general re- release for 10. We definitely recommend you not sit at version 10, 10.0, mm-hmm. go right through to 10.2. There's bug fixes, tons of uh, features that were added into 10.2, so definitely check the release notes. There's Rock U videos, uh, documentation has been updated, and anything I missed, John? I don't think so. I mean, that's a, actually a big deal for us to have the Rocky videos ready at this point. I mean, they've been ready for a while for 10. Um, it just shows that we have our documentation uh, team firing all cylinders mm-hmm. and, and doing well. And uh, I know we've said it before in other areas, but 10 to really, I mean, it could be called 11. It has so many new and exciting features. At some point, I hope that we can get our versioning refined to have more smaller releases I've never heard that before. I know we keep saying it, but it's just <laughs> there's so many things, so many strings at play that pull yeah. us in different ways that make that so hard. It sounds like it should be so easy, but it's not. Um, but you could almost call ten to eleven if you if you looked at what's new in it. Absolutely, that's very true. So that's a good reason. If you're ready for ten, keep on trucking. You want to get all the way up to current. Yeah, lots of good bug fixes, as Nick mentioned. Great. Well, the subject at the top of everyone's mind and newsfeed right now is the coronavirus. And uh, we have been hearing from churches that have had to suspend their weekend services or are trying to anticipate what that might look like if they had to uh, temporarily stop holding services together in one location. Now, the good news is we're at the age and stage of world history where a lot of people do things remotely, but churches haven't always um been set up for that as a main way of reaching people. There are a few churches that do that as their main outreach, but most typically have a congregation that meets together at least every weekend. So thinking through that, as we've been working with a few churches on that topic and and helped uh, one out incidentally recently, we said, well, wouldn't it be great if we could pull some best practices and guidelines together for those churches that run on rock to help them 
consider what they might need to do as first steps um, and kind of an overarching strategy. So when they're, if they're in the position where they have to suspend services and they pull together their service programming team, their communications team, and their leadership, what are the first most important things that they can present as an agenda of to-do items? So we recently put a little time into uh, aggregating that content, put a guide together um, to help churches consider what they should consider relates to communications, um, relates to, and that includes email, your social media, what are your strategies, what type of content do you put where, what do you do with your website? And for those churches that currently have services that they uh, broadcast online, great. How? What's your strategy and plan there? Do you have to do something that is live streaming? Can it be on demand? If you aren't doing that yet, what's a quick and easy way to just start getting your messages out there? Um, we, we really believe that authenticity and timeliness is more important than polish uh, in responding to the public and to your um, congregation at this time and in these circumstances. So we've put some of those things together in our guide and also created a um, rock chat channel for the rock community to share tips and tricks. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, it's not meant to create a best in class live streaming experience. It's meant to, Hey, you don't have anything. You need something fast. How do you get there? Um, so if many churches who already have something great, but there's a lot of churches who don't, and right. we're just trying to help service them. And I feel like this is a really good chance too, for the community to come together to really help each other. I mean, this is exactly what our community is about is helping each other and different areas of the country are being hit in different ways. And so just because maybe your area is like business as usual, you know, maybe mm -hmm. you jump in that channel and just see how you could help or answer questions for those who are in a different situation um, that are, are being required to not have services on, on weekends. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. And we've worked with a couple churches that are that have a web page up for um, their coronavirus updates and are working through that. And there's some really great ideas that they're having out there. So um, I think that sharing will help everybody take everything to the next level. Now, um, if you have a rock website and you're looking for help on what should I do? How can I get that up fast? My team's already fully committed to the initiatives they're working on. I need help to stand up a page for this. Um, you can reach out to us. We'll, we will be able to, to have that conversation with you and, and maybe able to help you put that website together. Yeah. And, and there's some like interesting small details that people were putting in that we put into the guide that sometimes you take for granted is like, make sure there's a date of last update that's very pronounced on that page. That, so it's easy to know, okay, have I seen all this? Mm -hmm. um, little tips like that we've kind of aggregated into that guide and we'll try to keep it up to date with other tips yep. as they come out. It's, it's obvious when you see it, but it's not obvious when you're thinking through from scratch. And that's what we're trying to do. Gather those, right. those best tips for people especially if you find yourself in a short time frame under pressure you don't want to have to think through all of those things so we do have a place on the on our website which is rockrms.com coronavirus where you can download that guide and you can add your tips and the things that have been working for your organization as well right <clears throat> um so if we can help you out with that, we would love to help you. Hopefully everybody can work together. We actually heard from um, one of our remote staff who works in Tennessee that her local church was considering if they went into shutdown, how they could reach out to the pastors of smaller churches in their area and offer them studio time to produce messages. So when you're talking about pulling churches together and people working together, that's exactly the kind of thing that the church is uniquely poised to help um, 
the community and to help those who might. I mean, maybe this is an opportunity to reach people who wouldn't set foot inside church doors. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that just last night. I mean, like, how can God work through that? And how is he going to work through this? Um, it might be a, a bad situation in terms of health, economy, politics, whatever, but it's an opportunity that we get to maybe shine a little bit brighter. Right. Jesus shows up a little brighter when the status quo is interrupted. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right, we have been working on a really exciting new series of documentation that we've kind of teased a little bit on some previous podcasts and talked about a little bit, but uh, John, you've been putting a substantial amount of work into uh, crafting some additional best practices and documentation tips regarding how to use rock well in our new architecture series. Yeah, and actually it goes back all the way to the conference to some extent when we were talking about it there. I think what we kind of see as the more we work with um, churches using rock, the more we learn um, about how they're using it. In some ways they're using it in great ways, but there's some ways that are, are somewhat challenging and that there's some best practices perhaps not being uh, done simply because they, they, they don't know and it hasn't been articulated. And I really feel like to get the best out of Rock, it's a partnership. We need to do our best as a core team of community developers to uh, make sure it's efficient and that um, it scales well. But at the same time, those who are running it also need to partner and, and make sure that they, they implement it in the right way through configuration. You can have invalid configuration, which, which can make it the system not perform. Or they could write extensions, either simple lava can have a terrible impact on performance if not done right, or all the way down to C-sharp. And so we're trying to take these um, lessons learned that we're gathering and put them together, aggregate them together into a Rock U uh, offshoot called the Architecture Series. And we're going to talk about performance. We're going to talk about um, mindset. You know, how do you how do you address this the right way? We're going to talk about some tools that you can use to do benchmarking. Um, oftentimes, again, I see this happen a lot. Someone will write something and they'll it'll work great. And they'll you know be running on their local thing on Monday uh, afternoon. And and then they're shocked that it doesn't scale mm -hmm. to, to work on Sunday morning. And that's because there's a big difference, right? One person pushing the button is very different than hundreds or thousands of people pushing the button at the same time. So how, where are some tools that we can use just to kind of predict um, if this is going to scale? You know, I can't guarantee it, but we learned some stuff even at the conference with the mobile app where if we hadn't done that level of benchmarking, the app would have totally just crashed. But because we proactively a couple months ahead of time had done some initial load testing we found that oh yeah we have a problem here and we found ways to make that more efficient um, but if we had done the normal path it would have failed and that would have been very embarrassing so uh and also we're in the in the series we're going to talk about um, project management um how to talk to your clients and get the best requirements out of them just lots of different topics to to really uh give you and share with you the lessons that we're learning. That's great. That is something that we're realizing that everyone working with Rock needs, we're building that up in our staff, we're building that up in the churches that we work with through professional services, um, but we don't wanna stop there. We want everyone to have uh, access to be able to, to understand better what is going on yeah. um, with their Rock system when they're confused about maybe some performance issues that could have been prevented. Right, now the challenge on this is the time to make it. It's, right. It takes a ton of time to make this content. So we know we're pushing through on that. 
but there's been some internal conversations about like, well, how do we make sure that we can keep doing this? And how do we, how do we, um, fund this, this mm-hmm. work? Cause it is a lot of work. It is. Um, so we, you know, what we came up with is it's too important to make someone necessarily pay for it as an extra thing. Like that would be, I think what most people would do in our situation mm-hmm. is like, okay, well the architecture series is a subscription to it and you can get per person this much money. I mean, that, that makes sense. But we, we really feel like it's important enough that we want to get it out there. We, we don't want to be the average place that just makes you pay for everything. Mm-hmm. So what we kind of landed on is like a, is a balancing point is it's free for, for uh, organizations who are part of the early access program. Um, but if you're not part of the early access program, then it's, it's, it's just not available. And we feel like that's a good trade-off because um, we want to help those who are, who are helping the community. Mm-hmm. And to, honestly, like if, if you're a smaller church and, and can't afford to, pay, to, to donate to Rock, we get that. That's, that's why we did this model. But, but, but also probably you don't need the, the scaling features or, or understanding education as much. Right. So we feel like it's a, it's a good balance. Like it, those who you know, honestly can't afford to donate this is probably not the content that they are needing most. And, but those who, who do need it should be donating. So it's, it's not going to impact anybody. Right. It seems to respect the model that we've created as far as the funding goes. And we do want to encourage that engaged behavior. I, I believe that if, if you're wondering about early access level donation and you're considering it, talk to the churches that are funding at that level. Um, And I think that you'll find that their rock experience is very positive that they really are receiving as much as they're giving. Um, it's just one of those really unique aspects of giving cultures and giving models. It, also, the book that we have modeled a lot of this off of or that resonates with our model is Give and Take. Mm-hmm. Um, and that explains a lot about how the the giving economy works. Um, so this, this falls right in line with the standards and the model that we've already established. Um, but if you're wondering who you might speak with that's in that um, early access program right now, we do have on our website, rockrms.com slash organizations, and uh, you'll be able to see badges of those who are donating and donating at early access levels. So if you'd like to engage in a conversation with one of them, we would definitely encourage you to reach out and do that. Mm-hmm. So I think moving on to other things that we're working on, um, we've talked a lot about the conference mobile, and that continues to get a lot of, of effort and drive. Um, we have a lot of new things there. We have a lot of new blocks that we're working on. Um, one of our first apps is about ready to go out. It's a little bit different than a normal church app. It's not meant for all members and attendees. It's meant as a group leader toolbox, which is kind of cool. Um, I think at the stage we're at now is like, there's a lot of blocks done, a lot of development done, but what's missing is um, a style guide that can co- consistently and coherently brings together the look of all these um widgets that we have and so we're working on that right now to make sure that everything lines up right and looks cohesive that's so much harder especially even on mobile i mean just yesterday just trying to get the typography locked in it's really hard um you have considerations between ios and android doing different things the the framework we're using xamarin tries to you know boil that down and make it consistent and it, it does a decent job but it's not super consistent and then you have things with fonts, even with accessibility, to make sure that if a if a individual increases their font size, that it gets res- that that request to increase the font size gets respected by your app. If you're not careful, it doesn't. 
like it's actually kind of hard to get it to to be that way so trying to balance all of these little things it sounds like oh just pick four sizes and you'll be done nope <laughs> it's taken close to 10 hours to to be able to get everything just right and that's just the typography i mean it goes so much bigger than that right under every corner around every corner you run into something related to that and it's all very deep and yeah. wide but i think doing it now you have to do it now and <laughs> A lot of the reading that we've been doing in terms of like consistent spacing and stuff like that is is we're really putting that to bear in a highly detailed way. Right. Well, that's a really interesting and great update on mobile. Um, it's like all the projects we work on here, it's harder than it might appear, um, but very important and exciting to continue moving that forward. Right. We definitely have a lot of initiatives we have to move forward at any one given time. And on that topic of another initiative, we heard from a few churches in the community, several actually, that they were interested in knowing about additional features that they might be able to help contribute toward or fund. Um, and these are churches that are already donating, that are engaged in the community. And we've heard several of them say, give us some other uh, features that are being kind of held back by funding that you would be able to pop to the front that we, we could help contribute toward. So we spent some time internally talking about what could that be um, uh, again, things move so quickly here. Sometimes it's hard to identify something that's flying past, but there is one um, one feature, one initiative in particular that we would like to move forward in a new way and in a better way than we have done previously. And that is um, with regard to uh, upping again our, uh, our look at security inside Rock. Mm -hmm. So with every modern system, you know, security has to be considered um, very carefully. And we do that in our development. Uh, when we're writing, we're, you know, we're doing our best to make sure that there's lots of different ways to, to um, consider how it's going to be used, the right ways it's supposed to be used, and then the wrong ways it could be used. Um, there's just thousands of different things to consider. And so we do that in, in terms of development. And then we do have tools that we run across the code that would look for um, things that might have been missed. Um, but those are automated tools, and those tools are good, but they're not the same when you when you put a human behind it that mm -hmm. can infer intent of how things are supposed to work or or know that. So what we want to do is 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 crowdsource some some funding to be able to hire a a top you know person who could you know apply his craft of pen testing to rock. And, uh, and then continue to engage him through updates. But the big one is, is just, you know, getting ahead of it and doing it kind of like a, the, the snake swallowing the rabbit. There's that first <laughs> huge piece that we have to get through all the stuff that currently exists. And so we've been out talking to some people and I think we know, you know, who we want to go with. And so now it's about funding that, that work. Mm -hmm. And, um, that said, it's not, even that can't make things perfect. We have to always be on our vigil. We mm -hmm. have to always keep, you know, looking and 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 seeing how things go from different angles. Um, but that will definitely increase the security nature of Rock, because there is not such thing as a perfectly secure system. It's just impossible. The only secure system is one that's unplugged. Right. And our community knows us. They know that security has always been of utmost importance to us. We've always approached it very carefully and with great consideration. Um, so as our code base has grown and as what we're working with is getting larger and more complex, this is the natural next step for us. Right. And we feel like, you know, 
we're ready to, to go on that. Mm -hmm. And based on the feedback from the community, we think this is a perfect example of we one do. that we could all like jump in on. And it's, it's too big for one, but it's not too big if, you know, 10, 15 want to all jump in on do and do it. Right. So uh, if this is something that your church could contribute a few thousand dollars to, and you'd be interested in helping fund that initial uh, pen testing, uh, Spark would take on the ongoing and continued testing of new features and and things. But we are looking for some help funding that initial um, initial test. So if this is something your organization could help out with, please let us know. We would really appreciate that. We, we're looking forward to, to getting that moving forward. Yep. Well, that was a very interesting uh, series of topics today uh, on our agenda. So thanks for joining us for this conversation. Uh, we appreciate you, Rock Community. We are always encouraged by the things that you're doing, the new ways you're using ministry to impact people. Um, and anytime we get to connect with you, we come away feeling encouraged as well. Thanks for all that you do, and thanks for joining us. This episode of RockCast is brought to you by Rock Sponsor Healthy Growing Leaders, providers of integrated creative assessment instruments. Connect with Healthy Growing Leaders today at rockrms.com slash sponsors.